from the sports desks of the Topeka Capital Journal, the Salina Journal, the Hutchinson News, and all of Gannett, Kansas. This is the Gannett, Kansas Sports Podcast. going on everybody welcome into the eighth episode of the Gannett Kansas Sports Podcast I'm Dylan Trevor with the Salina Journal joining me as always is uh, Billy Watson of the Hutchinson News and Seth Tinker of the Topeka Capital Journal and of course in Seth's words we're excited to spew all of our nonsense and not only print but now audio we're switching things up this week fellas but uh but fellas uh high school football just keep on going and We've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Yep, uh, it took us too long to 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 record this the correct way, and uh, I have to I had to push my duties over to you, Dylan. I'm sorry, it took you a number of tries too. So luckily, nobody else can hear that. But uh, yeah, let's 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 get this going. I want to start off by just talking about a the Beeler game that I was at. They played a a really tough, not a tough game. It was a, it was tough early on, but they came up uh, and beat a good Winfield team. Pretty handily, 59-20 to 20 on Friday. The last matchup was a 20-7 to 7 game in Week 3. But, man, Bueller's been averaging 40 points a game. Sam Elliott scored four touchdowns. and He's been a beast, but Bradley Neal was also a really good standout in that game. He threw for three touchdowns, almost near perfect, 8 of 10, 198 yards, and, again, three touchdowns. And he, he's gotten a lot better as the season goes on. I've heard little bits here that he's – got to control and be a little bit more accurate but he told me after the game he's like yeah he's been working on that accuracy and man near perfect had a couple bad throws but they didn't hurt anyone and yeah really good night for him the defense had another scoring uh play they've scored seven times on defense and had 27 takeaways on the year can you imagine that 27 takeaways in 10 games that's about two takeaways per game and that's that's pretty much what they've done. They've had games at most where they've had five takeaways. So Bueller has been on a tear and they're in for another, well, probably what I think is their toughest matchup of the year since that end over central week two game where they lost 21, 19, they're going to be playing a really good Mulvane Wildcat team led by Mason Ellis, who's a North Dakota state commit. And he went off against McPherson last week. Uh, I think it was two rushing scores over 150 yards rushing and, He's legit, so I think Bueller's in for a good test this week in uh, an, another appearance in the sectional round, which is they've had trouble since 2006, uh, 2016, which was ultimately the last time they went to a state championship game and the last time before this year they beat McPherson. So a lot is looking right. If they can get past this round, they may end up playing Andover Central again, but uh, I have them in the state championship game in my predictions against Bishop Miege in a rematch of that year. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I know you, Seth, you had a, a pretty good games, and you got good games going on this week as well. But uh, what did you see out of your uh, coverage area? Uh, it was kind of a rough weekend for the Topeka area teams. There were uh, six teams left uh, in the Acacia State playoffs. Uh, four of them lost. Um, Hayden lost in the close contest. Human lost in the close contest. Uh, Shawnee Heights and Washington Rule kind of were more lopsided games. Uh, but then Rossville and Silver Lake, the 2A powers, continued their seasons. 
Um, Rossville was close. It was 9-6 at halftime, and they outscored them 23-6 in the second half to pull away with the win. Silver Lake, kind of the same thing. I mean, it was another close game at half, and then by the end of the game, they won 51-36. to So they'll, uh, they got two games. I mean, they got another chance for uh, the second edition of the World on 24 this year if they both can pass their tests this week. Um, Rossville's hosting Riverton, 8-2, the D1 number one seed. Um, they beat Osage City last week, or on Friday, in overtime. And then Silver Lake takes on the D2 number one seed, Wellsville, who's 10-0, and and they beat Humboldt on Friday 49-8. So it'll be interesting. I mean, uh, I, I would love to see the second edition of the War on 24 this season after having to miss the first one, but two big tests uh, this week for both those teams. Dylan, what did you have this week? Oh, Dylan's you heartbroken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... Oh, hey, at least I got Unbiasedly hard. Yeah, I, I got I got one team left, but hey, so you know I was at Wichita Northwest Salina Central. Got to give props to Salina Central for battling in that first half. They scored with five minutes to go in the first half. It's twenty-seven twenty-one. Northwest scores, goes back up two possessions and a muff kickoff, and then that's all she wrote because it was all Northwest after that, but. I just, I liked the energy early from Salina Central. You know, they threw the first punch. You know, it took them two plays to score on their first possession. You know, an 81-yard touchdown pass from Parker Cavanaugh to Logan Losey. And I just pictured a a shootout. But, you know, it it is what it is. One team had to go home. One team was going to extend their winning streak to seven. And it was Wichita Northwest. Wichita Northwest won at 66 to 21 and jeremiah moore good as advertised uh, he had five rushing touchdowns i believe i had him at 205 yards rushing but they they just got three-headed monster in their backfield and wichita northwest you know just seeing them i think they could bust some brackets when they play cape in this week uh, you know with our picks but got southeast of Celine left and they won uh, pretty handily over Chapman, fifty-two to six. And they get Cheney on Friday night. And I know Billy was texting me on Friday night in the group chat. He's like, "Dylan, you gotta go to Southeast Cheney." <laughs> I said, "That's." I said, "Bro, did you see my quote tweet?" <laughs> so we're all busy. But, we don't see it. Yeah. We are yeah. on Twitter a lot, but yeah, we are. We are on Twitter a lot. Actually, we didn't do a space uh, this no, we last space. weekend. I, I think it's because we were all busy or just maxed out. But um, but yeah, uh, give give props to Salina Central. They they were a a good team, you know, seven no. and three, and ended up winning six in a row after starting one and two. But now my. Uh, Eyes uh, turn uh, to southeast of Celine, going to face Cheney. One team's gonna probably get Andel next week, but we'll find out. Or can Concordia pull the shocker? Because Andel's got to go to Concordia, and then Southeast has to go to Cheney. But um, yeah, I got I got a really good football game on on the line this week, uh, making a uh, nearly two hour trip. Down the Cheney. From yeah, I, I told you you can you have a workspace at my place even though I don't have chairs, but but I have a couch and we. <laughs> yeah, I've been this here for eight months, about to be eight months, and I don't have chairs in my apartments. 
Well, how about I, that? <laughs> I got a freelance. I got a freelance photographer going with me, Billy, and I, I I have to I have to ask him if he has a laptop that has Photoshop, or I can, or I can have him, or I can take both my, bring both my laptops, my work laptop and my my MacBook, and then since I got Photoshop on my other computer, he could probably use this other computer, and then I could probably stop at your place and but yeah, we'll figure it out we'll figure it out but yeah but that, uh, was, that, would, be, that would be a good game gonna be you know, a really good game in in 3a west um because you know cheney they had a tough matchup too they played uh i uh, played Kingen. oh that's right they played collegiate and what do you know the top the number two team in the state goes down they cheney pulls it out and wins 21 to 3 and that's a big one they lost three points to a two collegiate and this week they another tough test they go up against another 10-0 team in uh southeast of Saline. and i think harrison vote is really excited for that one he's a uh, one of their commanding players a multi-year letterman at the quarterback position he'll be ready to go um another game that i think i was kind of not shocked with because i picked the winner in this one but i think everyone was kind of thrilled about the outcome was the maze and Bishop Carroll game. You know, Bishop Carroll uh, came off a couple scares. They lost in week eight, uh, barely escaped Hutchinson in the week nine matchup, and then they come in against one of the top teams in 5A against Mays, and Mays wins. And you know what? When, when you talk about Mays, you talk about Avery Johnson, and Avery Johnson was just a stud that game. Uh, had the 25-yard run in the first half to make it a one-score game after being down 14-0. Then he, he tied it up with a one-yard score. And then in the fourth quarter, boom, 80-yard score. And he had all four of the touchdowns on the ground uh, in that 28-21 win. So everyone picked Bishop Carroll. So I think I'm pretty good at this picking thing. But um, another game I think that is pretty awesome, that is going to be pretty awesome to watch in the 6A, in the 6A realm. And Seth, feel free to chime in on this one because I this is this was a shocker to see Junction City lose, but man, Manhattan and Lawrence winner will play the winner of Derby and Free State, man. That that's going to be a really good matchup. Yeah, I mean, I was I was just as surprised as you. Uh, I got the, the stats sent to me after the the Junction City loss, and uh, I mean they they've been fill, uh, having Zayvon Felton has been uh, filling in admirably. He's their full time fullback. Um, their starting quarterback got injured in the season against Washington Rule, and a game they won, eighteen seventeen in overtime. And he's been kind of taking the reins since. And I mean, the magic ran out against Lawrence, but I mean, I, it's just another tall task for Lawrence because Manhattan. I mean, their their rushing attack, that jumbo package they have, in addition to Keenan Sharts, their their quarterback being kind of a dual threat guy. Um, he can run the ball very well. They got a great running back as well. But that jumbo package that they put in, when I saw them um, earlier this season, of just that, the massive offensive line. They put an offensive line in the back, offensive line in the backfield as well, and it's, it's just guaranteed yards. Like he was dragging multiple defenders <laughs> the couple times I saw him, just guys jumping trying to get him down. So it'll be interesting to see that matchup for sure. Manhattan, Manhattan just looks really good. You know, they got a test from Gardner Egerton, and of course Lawrence going on the road. I feel like we're gonna have KU K K State uh, uh, basically in high school football this week with Manhattan hosting uh, Lawrence. I know with Lawrence having two schools and, you know, some are going to have to go to Derby and watch that one. But that's going to be a good game in in, uh, in 6A. But 
you know, and, and then you look in you look in five A, and Billy mentioned it. You get you get Carol and, or no uh, Mays and and Hayes. That's gonna be a good one. And you got Capen and Northwest, which is gonna be good. And you got Northwest and Blue Valley Southwest, who upset Seaman for the second consecutive year in the in the playoffs. Wow, I didn't see that one. Yeah, yep, twelve seed already. Moving on and. And uh, in 5A, unfortunately, uh, they run into Mill Valley. Yeah, uh, Kyle. In, you know, in Class 4A, we kind of predicted this. You know, St. James goes gets past Baser pretty handily, 35-7. Meage goes to Chanute and wins 33-21. And no, no, no other really big surprises in 4A. And then in 3A, the only surprise there besides southeast and and cheney taking care of business and of course andel riley county falls to concordia rematch Concordia gets the gets the last laugh and then frontenac uh, beats galena and then like seth mentioned uh, hayden uh, lost to rock creek uh 2a uh let's see if there was any intriguing uh upsets because we'll break down uh this week's matchups in our next segment uh let's see osage city fell to riverton and let's see any other i don't think we ever saw riverton or even no i about them in our rankings all year long either yeah uh tmp out of hayes with an upset over hoisington uh, and then um uh, Beloit, who made it to the semis in 2A last year, they're back in it in the quarters, and they'll take on Hillsboro. So Beloit kind of an upset because they had to go all the way to Cimarron, but they handled Cimarron handily, 51-6. to And then uh, we got three more classifications to go as trying to pull up the brackets on my laptop 1a any big surprises there well fell to linden that was 44 to 33 no other surprises in 1a uh eight man one let's see i think the biggest thing was sedan getting past uh chase county and then uh canton galva going going to clifton clyde a pair of one loss teams and um Canton Galva handily won 66-20. And then, let's see, Gossel. That Little River-Burling game, game. Yeah, that was closer than That was closer at the half. It was 20-20, and then Little River being Little River, they outscored them 22-6 in the second half. So Little River will be in for a really tough test against Madison this weekend. If they can get by, they're looking at another potential uh, district rematch against Canton Galva. And then the other uh, other key upset was uh, lacrosse over Attica Argonia. That was a lacrosse team who still has two losses against an Attica Argonia team with one loss. So that was a that was on. that game with the the last minute touchdown, right? Oh, um, I don't know. I, don't I think know it was. I think it was. They had like a few seconds left, and they threw a touchdown to the the far side. And then no, and then no, no key upsets in eight man too. So, uh, we'll break down the, the uh, we'll break down the quarterfinals, which is the sectional round here in the state of Kansas uh, across all of the going from six six A all the way down to eight man two. We'll break down the matchups, 
And then uh, later we'll have our picks with high school, college, and pro. And uh, wrap up a uh, another edition of the, Net, the Gannett Kansas Sports Podcast. So let's take a break. On the other side, we'll talk about the sectional round and break down those matchups here on the Gannett Kansas Sports Podcast. Back into the Gannett Kansas Sports Podcast. I'm Dylan Troy with the Slime Journal. He's Billy Watson of the Hutchinson News, and he is Seth Kinker of the Topeka Capital Journal. Let's break down these matchups, fellas, and have a little discussion. Let's start in Class 6A as the sectional round has eight teams left standing in all the classifications. We're getting that much closer to state championships on November 27th. On the east side in Class 6A, we have Blue Valley Northwest, the number one seed still alive, as they will take on Olathe North. Game going to be played at Blue Valley Northwest. And then at the bottom half, we had an upset with uh, Blue Valley West, the seventh seed, defeating the second seed, Blue Valley, 35-28. And then they'll be taking on Shawnee Mission Northwest, who was the sixth seed. So the, the two and the three seeds go down in Class 6A at the top. Fellas, what, what are you intrigued about a couple of upsets on the bottom half of the east side of the bracket? Absolutely, and I'm all for I'm, I'm back in Blue Valley West, man. I'm, I'm, I'm loving Team Chaos. I love it, you know, just like when March Madness rolls around and you get those, those upsets, you're always rooting for the lower seeds. Let's go. Let's have them make a run, you know? The drive yeah, to mean, Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, um, you know, I really – you know, without seeing these guys play, uh, but Blue Valley Northwest state runner up last year, still in it, but with a, a Latha North team, that's pretty solid. Uh, they defeated Olathe Northwest pretty handily 49 to 13. I, I, I think we're going to have a, maybe even a, I think we might have a one versus a seven matchup in the, in the sub state round on the east side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So things are crazy out there out there on the east side of the state and then on the west side of the bracket in class 6a derby and lawrence free state and manhattan and lawrence we kind of broke it down in uh segment number one manhattan is good good as always but take taking on a lawrence team looking for another upset against a centennial league school but uh that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun matchup and kind of like how i mentioned in Segment number one, it's kind of like a KUK state at the high school level, but I, I like Der- I like Derby, and then I, I I think Manhattan gets the job done, and we'll get a Derby Manhattan sub state final on the west side. And by the way, fellas, I actually was looking at some schedules uh, this last week, and Derby and Manhattan are going to face each other in Derby week one in 2022. So a very intriguing matchup looming if Manhattan and Derby both take care of business uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Class 5A on the east side. There's Mill Valley. They'll take on Blue Valley Southwest, who upset Seaman for the second consecutive year. And then we had St. Thomas Aquinas. There they are. They knocked off Spring Hill, and Aquinas has to go to the, the Soto. So... 
A possible Aquinas Mill Valley substate final could be looming if both Mill Valley and Aquinas take care of business. Then on the west side of the bracket, Capen and Wichita Northwest, which is going to be a really, really good game, fellas. Game going to be played at Wichita Heights, where Capen had to play last week because Striker Soccer Complex is being used by the KCAC for their postseason soccer tournament. Uh, fellas, I, I, I think brackets are going to be busted between all of us who voted. I like Wichita Northwest in that game after what I was after what I saw against Lions Central. And then there's Hayes. There's Hayes. They go to Andover and win 18-6. They're going to be facing Mays and uh, a battle between Avery Johnson and Jaron, Jaron Kanick. That's, that's going to be a good game, too. I would just like to point out, I remember last week I mentioned, you know, the Mill Valley, Shawnee Heights game. I'm like, it'll be a closer game than the seeds predict. It was for the first half. I said Shawnee Mill Valley would still win, so I was right there. And it was uh, it was 14-7 to 7 at the end of the first half. Uh, Shawnee Heights had a wide receiver uh, pass out of the backfield for a really nice catch for the score. And then, obviously, you see the final score there, 42-7. to 7. They kind of ran out of steam, but uh, that was an interesting half to see of football there. But, yeah, Mill Valley is just, just impressive, man. They, got, uh, they can attack you at all levels. I'm really intrigued about the Cape and Northwest game. Uh, we that was that game early on in the middle in the beginning of the year was one where I think a lot of people watched and uh, got a glimpse of what each team will be capable of, capable of as the season went on. But in this time around, I think Northwest gets the better half because I think Cape won the last time. Right? Yes, Cape won the correct. first matchup over there. Um, this time, I think Northwest gets it because. If Dylan's correct about Salina Central, and if with the way that Northwest handled Salina Central, that's a really good team they just beat. So if they can uh, ride that momentum, they can they can pull off a big upset. And I actually chose Capen to win the 5A uh, state championship, but I mean my bracket's already busted, so why not even more? Uh, that Hayes Maze game is one of my favorites that I'll be watching as well. Two Division One. Uh, caliber players, uh, Jared Kinnick, uh, the Clemson commit, and Avery Johnson uh, Jr., who's getting a lot of looks as well. And he'll likely, I'll, I'll promise you this, he'll commit to a D1 school. Um, but that'll be fun to watch. Just two really good players and two really good teams, and both eight and two as well. And what a what a better what a, what about what? How do I say this? I can't even say the sentence right. What why not a better place than Mays to play? That's a really nice environment with the the bell at the south side of the field and a really nice stadium, really good lighting for photographers, <laughs> for media wise. But but uh, that's that'll be a really good game over there as well. I think I could see Hayes winning that game. How so? I just I think their defense looked good against Andover. That's and true. and if if they can find a way to stop Avery Johnson and take the dual threat out of him, I think if they just have a game plan like they did against Andover, I think they could pull off the upset. I think Hayes could be a Cinderella. Let's go to Class 4A. There's St. James, the defending state champions. They knocked off Baser Linwood in the 8-1 matchup. Piper took care of uh, Paola. Actually, that was a five over a four. And then uh, Mieh uh, won over uh, Chanute. 
So all the haters who who said that Chanute was going to win that game um, because we all picked Miege and we were right because someone kind of called us out on Twitter without tagging us. It's not it's not so much that it's haters. It's just that historically, and I've learned this as well. Miege is is better than their record, and you don't you you see that in sports a lot where a team. Their record doesn't define the team that they are, and this is just a perfect example. This is, it's no disrespect to Chanute, who had a great season. That's We're not saying that they didn't, because they really did. They had a good chance. They they, they kept it close with Miege, too. Miege, they kept it close. So did Tonganoxi in the first round. But Miege is just that team. They're, they're, they're good. They've played 6A teams all year. And and I'll, I'll say this. When, when I was in high school, we played – uh, for basketball, we played 6As and 5A teams in tournaments before we started our 4A uh, district season. We we played we played all sorts of teams, but in our tournaments, we mostly saw 5A and 6A teams. But us being a 4A school, you learn and you adjust to the height differential, the talent differential, and that's what has what Miege has done. Plus, they have talent, obviously. So. Again, it's no disrespect to Chanute because they had a great season, but Miege is, was the was a, I think is the better team in that one. So, but they'll be they'll be in for a treat with Eudora because Eudora uh, four and four on the year, the sixth seed took care of Ottawa, and then they took care of Atchison, who was eight and one. So don't don't uh, don't take your eyes off of Eudora just yet. Yeah, same thing Will with he... Casey Piper. Yeah. Will Eudora do what Chanute did and try to let everybody in for free and try to pack their stadium with Miege coming into town? But, I mean, it's a shorter <laughs> trip for Miege, so. And they had pregame fireworks at Chanute as well. Wow. Yeah. 4A I mean, West. Yeah. yeah. 4A West, Bueller, Mulvane. A uh, really good matchup that Billy's going to be at. And then Wamigo and Andover Central. Wamigo going to be hosting. Man, two really good ones. Boom, Boom Town is playing some good football right now, but can I'll they say stop? This and, about the, can they stop Andover Central? That's what I'm wondering. That's exactly what it, what it is. Well, Migos had a, a weird schedule. They've beaten the teams that they've had to, and now they've beaten Augusta pretty good. They beat Great Bend pretty good. Now here's their toughest test of the year. It's it's just like school. You get your hardest test at the very end of the year after these tests that your teachers gave you at the throughout the year. But that end of the year test is always the one that's the hardest. And this is the one for Wamigo. Can their record be backed up with the win? Or can they keep it close even? I'll be fine if they lose with close. Like Wamigo will have a great season. Okay, no, they did they did have a great season if they lose, but I'm I'm excited for that game too, uh, and by no means am I saying Wamigo is losing this game because I don't. I hope they don't, because I like Wamigo in this matchup a little bit, but I think Andover Central will win, if that makes sense. But this will be Wamigo's toughest task of the year uh, against a great Andover Central team who's got a great running back and a great great all around team. And um, but I I've picked it in my bracket to be Bueller Andover Central in that sub state. Um, that Bueller Mulvane game, as I said before, that'll be a really good one. I expect a lot more than just me being out there. I'm pretty sure a lot of other media people will be out there at that game. Mulvane with their North Dakota State commit Mason Ellis is 
he'll be ready. He, I bet he's excited for this one because Bueller has been tested a couple times this year. They were tested uh, last week a little early on against Winfield after a 20-7 to week three win over Winfield. That kind of was like, oh, is Bueller for real sort of deal? But Bueller, like I've said, averaging over 40 points in their in their average margin of victory over the last five weeks and since that McPherson win, they've put taken it to they've taken it to another level. Can they keep it going against a team that's pretty much a mirror like image of them? Yeah, uh, really good matchups in, coming up in four A. Let's go to three A Frontenac and Rock Creek game to be played at Rock Creek. Gerard and Holton, battle of ten and O teams. And on the west side, you got Concordia hosting Andel, and then southeast of Selene and Cheney. Oh, man, that Cheney southeast of Selene game, I'm just really excited about. Two undefeated teams, a southeast team that's only given up 25 points defensively, got a good quarterback, and Luke Gebhardt, he's only thrown three picks and I believe over 2,000 yards. But uh, on the other side, you got Harrison Volf. Let's hear yeah. a prediction. If you don't have to give us even who the winner is, but like, like give us like if you don't want to give us a winner, give us like the final score. Oh man, I I, I cannot. I think, that's a, I, can, I think that's a defensive slugfest. I I think it that's gonna be it's gonna be defense, and which quarterback can make the less mistakes, and with seeing Luke Gebhardt once already, not seeing uh, a vote right. Both both, or, both. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm mispronouncing seeing, another game. But it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a, yeah. But you look at what Keeney has had to go through. You know, they they beat Clearwater pretty handily, and then they just beat a good collegiate team. So can they carry the momentum where Southeast, you know, they had to stop Eli Regal, who had rushed for 200-plus yards, in each of his last two games, and he was the only offense that Chapman had against Southeast. So, but Southeast has managed to put up points. They're the least they've scored in a game this season has been 36. Wow. I think we get both offense and defense in this game. Score? But score? You know what? I'm just going to pick. And I'm not going to be Homer about it, but I like Southeast of Celine in this one. Now. They they got to the sectional round last year, but they ran into Collegiate. They had a chance late to take the lead at Collegiate. They went for it on fourth down and just fell short. I think this team is a little bit hungrier to keep on doing what they're doing. I, I like the Trojans on the road because most likely – if Southeast wins and Andale takes care of business, Andale has to come to Gypsum and play the Trojans. Wow, that would be a tough that would be a tough road test for Andale too. Andale too. And and Gerard and Holton, one team's gonna have to go down there. And I think with Holton having home field advantage, you got to go with the Wildcats there. And then you got Frontenac or Rock Creek. Frontenac's got to make a long road trip. Both Frontenac and Gerard with Long road trips ahead of them this week. Uh, you got you to give the advantage to Rock Creek. Let's break down 2A, 1A, and then 8-man 1 and 8-man 2 real quick. Uh, Riverton and Rossville, that's a good one. I think 
Seth, that's the game you're going to be at, right? Or did you say Silver Lake? Nope, I'll be heading to Rossville this week for sure. All righty. And then Silver down uh, six miles uh, away from Rossville, Silver Lake will host Wellsville. Got like Wellsville in that game, but you cannot count against Silver Lake because if Silver Lake wins and Rossville takes care of business, War on 24 Part 2 coming up in the sub-state round. Then you got Hillsboro and Beloit and Kingman and TMP. And uh, 2A, so some good matchups there as well. I, you, you can't count out Beloit. They made it to the sub-state, sub, uh, sub-state round last year. And then Kingman having to go to TMP, who knocked off the state runner-up Poisington. So there's some good matchups there. 1A, Opie and Jeff County North. We've seen this matchup before. I like Chris Schmidt and the Eagles. And, yes, I'm going to say that on record. Centralia and Linden, that's going to be a good matchup. I think you got to give uh, the Fighting Glad Six uh, the advantage there. Inman and Conway Springs. Inman's just been good all year long. Can they keep it going against a Conway Springs team that's good? And they had to knock off Plainville. And then there's Sedwick having to go to Smith Center. Good matchups in 1A, especially on the west side. Eight-man one. Sedan and Canton Galva. Sedan has to make the trip to Canton. Oh, boy. Can they stop Tyson Struber? Madison and Little River. Oh, boy. Rematch from two years ago when Little River came to Madison. Or no, last year. It's the other way around. Yeah, it was the sub-state final last year where Madison, Madison had to go to Canton Galva. And then they beat Canton Galva, and then the next week they had Little River. So that's an intriguing matchup there. Gossel and Mead. Gossel's been on a run. And then you got Lacrosse and Hill City. And then in the eight-man two world, you got Waverly and Axel at Waverly, Levo and Thunder Ridge, Victoria and Dighton, and then South Barber and Wheatland Grinnell. All games with a lot on the line. Substate. Bert's on the line this week, sectional round. It'll be a fun Friday night, boys. Temperatures are going to start getting a little cooler, not freezing, but still good football weather. Let's take a break. On the other side, we'll give you our picks, high school, college, and the NFL. We'll tell you where we're at this week and wrap up the eighth edition of the Gannett Kansas Sports Podcast here. (laughs) So let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get our picks and tell you where we're at and wrap up this week's Connect Kansas Sports Podcast. Welcome back into the final segment of this week's Connect Kansas Sports Podcast, where it's time to make our picks. And, Billy, I'll let you go first with your high school, your college, and your NFL pick. All right. So I'm going to be, again, back at Bueller, uh, the, the only team in the in Reno County left. Of course, I'll, uh, I'll be following and have a Dylan story from El Saline uh, or Southeast, Southeast Saline and uh, Cheney. That will be on HutchNews.com as well. And then uh, Greg will also have coverage of the Inman game as well also you can find on hutchnews.com but i'll be at mulvane bueller two really good teams trying to find a berth in the sub-state uh sub-state round and 
and state semifinals. I'm going to go with Bueller in that one. I'm not being a homer. I've just, it's just like you, Dylan. You've, I've covered this team for a while, and uh, they're one of the best team in the county. And they've they've really they're really peaking at the right time. And I think they're ready for another test and this time to prove themselves right. So I like Bueller in that one. I think it'll be a little bit low scoring. It'll be in the 20s, maybe 30s. But expect expect uh, some some different something different in that one. I think because. I've seen games where Sam Elliott gets stopped, but Bueller adjusts, and that's where they find up. They open up the they open up the playbook and get some other players involved. For my college pick, I'm going with the Minnesota number 19 Iowa matchup. I like Minnesota, the the Gophers. I've always liked that team. I don't know why. It's just their the their, their colors. Row the boat. Or, sorry. Row the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I just something about Minnesota, and uh, they signed their coach to an extension, and uh, so I'm gonna go with Minnesota and that one over Iowa, who started or who was high as number three in the nation at one point, and just been on a down track this this uh, last stretch of the year. But going with Minnesota and that one, and in my NFL pick, two starting quarterbacks that aren't there right now, and you'll see a Geno Smith, maybe Jordan Love matchup, probably Jordan Love matchup with uh, the Seattle Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers uh, making news, obviously, after testing positive for COVID-19 and then announcing his stance on what, uh, how he feels about the COVID, the COVID protocols and then the NFL opening investigation to everything going on with him. Uh, they said he, he will be clear to play as early as Saturday to play Sunday, which I don't think will happen because he misses a whole week of practice and preparation. So I don't think he'll play. So I think you'll see a Geno Smith-Jordan Love matchup. I think Jordan Love gets 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 things going after a really sloppy start against Kansas City on this this past Sunday. But I think Geno Smith, he, he's he's played really well, but hasn't been able to close games out. But I think this is the one that Geno Smith gets a win for the Seattle Seahawks and the 12th man which they pay rights to, I bet, to Texas A&M for. But there you go. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Seth. All right. Uh, for the high school one, I'm going to stay in 6A uh, on the west side of the bracket, Manhattan and Lawrence. Uh, Manhattan's on upset alert with uh, Lawrence taking down Jefferson City 38-21. to But I'm going to I'm gonna stay, pick, stay with Manhattan. They're going to be hosting at home and probably a little bit um, – Selfishly, just because I want to see that that Derby Manhattan matchup um, in the sub-state around that, I think that'd be great. Um, so I'm going to take Manhattan there for the high school pick. Uh, for college, we'll go number four Oklahoma and number 18 Baylor facing off. Um, you know, I had originally picked Oklahoma, but I just I just can't do it in in terms of the the being with team, with, with team chaos at heart. Um, so we're going to switch that to to, to Baylor. Uh, see if they can't uh, shake up the uh, CFP standings a little bit more. Um, sorry, Chuck. And finally, we'll go uh, for the NFL pick, the Browns versus the Patriots. Um, I mean, I like what Mac Jones is doing there. He's set a solid foundation already this year um, and to be the next. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's got big shoes to fill, but to potentially be a, one of the next uh, long line of great quarterbacks here for the new Patriots. So I got the Patriots in the NFL game. Dylan, what do you got? Alrighty, well, I'm going to go to 5A because I love, I love Class 5A. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Cape and uh, Wichita Northwest matchup. 
I believe Wichita Northwest gets revenge with uh, Jeremiah Moore and L.J. Phillips and uh, uh, Sincere uh, Thompson, the three-headed monster in the backfield for Steve Martin and the Grizzlies. Uh, give me Wichita Northwest over Cape and Mount Carmel, busting everybody's brackets this week. Uh, my college pick, SEC matchup, Texas A&M at Old Miss. Man, I went with A&M last week, and I got that one right. Like, give me Old Miss because it's at Old Miss, and and A- I mean A&M's playing some good football, but give me Old Miss at home. And then in my NFL pick, I'm going with an AFC South matchup, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Let's ride with Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. Big win over the Bills. Josh Allen picking off Josh Allen. How about Josh Allen picking off Carson Wentz? (laughs) Give me Urban Meyer and the Jags. Do you think the tide is turning for the Jags? (laughs) I did not Uh, picture Buffalo losing that game yesterday. The NFL was crazy yesterday with all those upsets happening at during the early games it kind of made me picture the chiefs were going to beat the packers and that did happen so i like i like the jags in lucas oil stadium and there are our picks don't forget to follow us on twitter Billy Watson's is is Billy Watson 4L. His middle school Twitter name, and he hasn't changed it, and he won't change it because he's verified. You can follow Seth Kinker at Seth Kinker, and then you can follow me on Twitter at D Sherwood SJ. We're all verified. We've been verified for over a month. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe right now because it's the best time to be a subscriber to the Topeka Capital Journal, the Salina Journal, or the Hutchinson News, where you get six months of digital subscription for one dollar. That's how many. You can't beat that, and you can also bid a dollar on the prices right. That's also true. Also, like to throw out there that we'll be compiling our all state or not all states. We're, we're we're trying to construct an all total at all total volleyball total coverage list. It's not an all state list, and, and Seth is just shaking his head at how bad I'm explaining this. But we'll explain how this is. It's kind of an all state list, but we'll do that for volleyball. Just wanted to put that out there as well. We'll have that. Uh, on our sites across the state sometime next week. Final words, fellas. Final thoughts. I'm excited, bro. I'm excited. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. Christmas is coming up. New Year is coming up. Uh, state football is coming up. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. It's, it's as simple as that. We're getting there. Seth, final thoughts. Uh nothing man go sports and uh <laughs> yeah go sports. go sports that's about it by i just way, hope both teams have fun <laughs> by the way before we wrap things up this is the buffer week in the state of kansas for fall sports or fall sports athletes so they cannot go on they cannot practice at all 
you know, this week uh, with all the facilities closed because winter sports practices, basketball, uh, wrestling, and swim and dive have uh, start practices uh, coming up next week. So for Seth Kinker of the Topeka Capital Journal and Billy Watson of the Hutchinson News, I'm Dylan Troy of the Salina Journal. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Gannett Kansas Sports Podcast. Have a good week. And in Billy's words, we'll see you at the games.